Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later. Welcome to episode 191 of the Rustical Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex, and you're with me today, I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. And who are you playing? Zolf Smith. Hamid Salah Harun Al-Tan. Sel Saipadam. And Azu. So, you are all, as far as Sel is concerned, in a large underwater mm-hmm. base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Populated by some people who are really into their, like, Morse code. That is an accurate summation of the situation as far as I'm aware. I mean, it makes sense given the evidence that they have available. (laughs) (laughs) So, with that in mind, I'm going to provide no more context because I don't feel like it today. So I'm just going (laughs) to jump straight into it with Azu and Hamid first. I'm going to pick up exactly where we left off. All right. Which is with a large clawed hand clicking away and tearing a chunk out of a doorway oh god Hamid can't see this only Azu can see this well no because no, no. it's glowing so <laughs> oh, it's re- really helpfully okay. it's glowing blue that way I don't have to waste the horror on like unseen things none of that nonsense nah so with that Azu begins to try and move away a second claw comes out on the <sighs> other side of the doorway this thing is big for medium sized it's not a large creature but it is, you know, stooping through a doorway kind of thing. And then it pokes its head out and it stares seemingly blindly. It looks like... It, it's, hard to, it's hard to explain the initial reaction as... At first you think, oh, you know, person, scary monster person. It isn't, though. It doesn't behave in that way. At best, it looks to be 
some kind of skeleton or or corpse of some kind that's been completely taken over by glowing blue plant matter. Uh-huh. It is the plant matter that is emitting light, and it has a skull, like a chunk of exposed skull that is looking. Mm. But there are no eyes in the sockets whatsoever, and it doesn't appear to have any replacement things for the eyes. But it does... As it turns its blank, staring face left and then right and then left Oh, again. it's using echolocation. It's like a bat. As it moves, you can see that it has tiny little sparks jumping from the claws to the metal that might be embedded in the doorway, like uh, nails and things like that. And where it is standing and then looking left and right, you start seeing small plant growth coming out of the uh, woodwork. Oh, doesn't appear to be oh fungal. God. It appears to be like almost like blue clover growing up out of the doorway. So, sorry, just very quickly, and other people may have made this connection. I might just be uh, behind. But are you telling me that that mold we found in the show in Institute wasn't just a trap? It was actually a clue. You're gonna have to narrow it down. I've thrown a lot of mold at you over the years, Ben. <laughs> the, the one, the one, the uh, what mold. got sell quite badly. Wasn't that prismatic mold? Oh, that was prismatic mold. Okay, I was just wondering how... Like I said, I've thrown a lot of mold at you over the years. Some of them, yes, some of them, no. I lose track. I'd have to break out my mold prep table. (laughs) There was the big mold in Q... That's cold true. Mold. There's the, yep. the, cold, the cold mold from Q. Yeah, th- there was a mold that sort of like went off in Cell's face or something. See, here's the thing. This is a confession I've never had to say on this uh, on this gaming recording. I'm a real fan of, of mold as a hazard. <laughs> like, legitimately, molds are just really interesting as a hazard. Okay? It's, it's very much like Magnus in the much of the horror is tempered by uh, young creatives attempting to make a living in London. <laughs> like, oh, look. Our housing's stuck. It's mould. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fun. So one of the things that does happen again is with their... Starts looking around, and then it sort of steps its way out into the hallway, and even though it's out of the doorway, it is still hunched mm. over. It seems to have unusually long arms, unusually long legs and so on, <laughs> but it is a humanoid skeleton that has had joints extended between the bones so look there's a there's a femur but it it just has an enormous amount of elbow let's put it that way this is disgusting it no. is it isn't appear it doesn't appear to be sort of wet or like gooey or anything like that oh wet skeleton it's just thick plant matter integrated with a skeleton and it's just I know technically all of our skeletons are wet right now, but you know what I mean. They are not. They're not actually. Your skeleton is dry because it's inside sacks. Ah. Bones is dry until they're not dry. And then when you get wet bones and wet bones are bad, Hmm. you don't want wet bones. Anyway, Anyway. the the clicking menace (laughs) is there. Comforting note. As a final detail, wherever the feet stand as well, appears to be those similar, those blue clovers growing up from solid metal. This is... I'm scared. So am I. It's not like a whole bush is growing out. It's just that like a, a patch of it just grows and then stays there sustained and sort of moving gently. I'm going to whisper to Azu as softly as I can, hide or flee. Its head immediately turns and angles towards where you are. Uh-oh. It starts moving slowly closer. That's kind of what I wanted to happen, because the thing is, mm. if it's going to react to sound, the second we start moving, mm. it's going to react. Like, I can move almost silently, as you cannot. No. Like, just... So we're probably going to have to fight it. You do you. Uh, but... 
Azu is going to stay completely still. It doesn't leap forward. It does creep forward and then stop we're again. Behind, his... Aren't we behind like an overturned cart thing? Yeah. Azu is hoping yes, that um, she's like being mistaken for part of a market stall. <laughs> <laughs> just stays completely still. It steps forward and then you see it And it suddenly leaps forward and grabs what appears to be a uh, rat or something similar that is in one of the market stalls, basically. Okay. Holds it up for a moment. You see plant matter growing from the living animal. Ugh. And then it puts it down again. Okay. And the rat scurries off, trailing plant matter as it goes. And then it seems very fascinated by the market stall that the rat came from. It's just very examining it and moving its head around and just just generally examining it and poking it. For, for the listeners at home, yeah. Alex is performing a lot of these yeah. movements Yeah, extremely inhuman. I'm not actually call. conscious, I apologise. No, it's great, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It, no, it's great. It's raising You're the just atmosphere. revealing your true nature and we're all glad to be recording <laughs> at a distance. So what do you do? Azu is going to continue to do nothing. Understood. Hamid is going to very slowly and very carefully take a coin out of his bag of holding. A single coin. All right, give me a stealth we know check, you're please? rich. <laughs> <laughs> it needs a tip, Azu. That's all it wants. Yeah. <laughs> 25. 25, yeah, you managed to do so. It doesn't seem to be reacting. It seems primarily interested in whatever the rat was doing and he's still poking around that market stall. I think we both continue to wait. If that's if that's what Az is doing, that's what Hamid's doing. But he wants to have something to throw to create a noise elsewhere if he needs it very suddenly. Okay, at which point then, eventually you do hear some more distant of that larger further out into the cave. And then this one sort of puts a head up and... Oh, they're friends! And then backs its way. It walks actively backwards, oh, reaches the doorway... The skull pivots 180 degrees, oh. the joints invert themselves, oh God, and it claws Alex. itself back into the tunnel. Oh, did you have to do the movements? <laughs> That's right, Alex just turned his head 180 degrees. <laughs> I didn't even know it could turn like that. Oh, no. <laughs> Alex has been an owl all along. And it starts crawling away, taking its blue glow oh. with it. Okay. As it was still not going to say anything to try and avoid bringing it back. But you said there were there were other exits and entrances in this big marketplace, right? Oh yeah, it moves beyond. It, it's beyond the realm of your dark vision, and even with the dancing light further out, it's it's a it's a large sort of cavernous industrial space. Well, the, I mean, the dancing lights went off. Yeah, we turned them off. Yeah, so you can see what with sixty feet is your dark vision. To all intents and purposes, you're in the middle of a steampunk market until you hear otherwise. Azu is going to take one step and then stop. Doesn't seem to be anything. If she doesn't hear anything, she's going to do another step and then stop and wait, and she's going to continue like that until she begins to be able to see any kind of way out. Hamid will probably gently descend back to the ground Mm. and hold Azu's hand rather than floating and clinging to her shoulders. Yeah, she's holding your hand, not, not tight enough to hurt, but like she is... Freaking, very quietly freaking. <laughs> Hamid is too, but he still squeezes reassuringly. Oh. Are you moving in the opposite direction to the tunnel? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to jump to Zolf. Zolf, you were trying to make your way to other London proper, right? Yes. Yeah, that's fine. 
to your eye, based on your original survival check, you think you're going to have to go down a little bit, but not much. And you start heading down, I'm going to assume. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as you're making your way down the stairway, you can see that it appears as if all of the doorways are closed. Not like chained or anything, but just actually like maintained and closed rather than left open. So there's not a cent- there's not a huge amount of extra info you can get. But you make it down, and then you start seeing signs of basically uh, more other London habitation. You know, a few symbols carved into uh, walls, a couple of signs, a lot of like you know, <laughs> Terry's pies equal good. That kind of stuff pasted around the place. And then as as that kind of detritus starts to be a bit more apparent in the stairway, you find yourself facing a much larger doorway. And to your eye, it looks like it would lead into the central market as you once entered into other London once upon a time. Cool. Do that then. Okay. As long as there isn't like a horrible blue glow that's going to be like... There is not. Monsters. Can you give me a perception check though? Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, that is... 13. You hear from the not immediate other side of the doorway but like within that large space that you know is on the other side of that door you hear that larger but it's utterly impossible to place where it could be it's it's reverbing around the place it could be anywhere okay I mean is there anywhere else for me to go you could continue down there's plenty of other doorways but this is the one that you think leads to what you know as other London proper Sure, so the other things would just be, like, random wandering. It Literally, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or back up towards the surface. Nope. Yeah, I'll, I'll start trying to make my way through this area. As you open the doorway, you are greeted with... You're not carrying any natural light sources, are you? No, and I have dark vision. Yeah, yeah. You're greeted with a similar situation to what Azu and Hamid had, which is, yeah, some abandoned market stores at the edge of your dark vision and so on. And... I would say, yeah, you can just extrapolate the same info that I gave them because it's, yeah, it's a very similar setup. Yep. However, the skeletons of a long dead <laughs> orc and halfling. <laughs> uh, Little more than dust. With a calendar that says 18. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of their skeletons, can I see the skeletons plus flesh and clothes kind of moving around at all? I mean, Azu's still quite tall. So. The space that you are in is far larger than the range of your dark vision. Oh, right, fine. You do not see any blue glow within this large space. Good. However, what was the original perception check you rolled, sorry? 13. 13, yeah. You're in a large, abandoned marketplace Yeah. that you recognise as where you got jumped ages ago. It is definitely the same space. Yeah, I'll start exploring the market. Um, this has given me the best sight line, so hopefully it increases my chance of bumping into something that won't try and kill me. Speaking of bumping into something... Oh, good. Azu and Hamid, can you please give me a perception... In fact, could everyone, Hamid, Azu and Zolf, all please give me a perception check? 21. 29. 22. All three of you believe that you are drawing nearer to... You can feel something moving around in the market space with you. (gasps) Okay. When you say feel, is it through the floor? Like, how does... Gentle, gentle shuffle of metal little bit of disturbed thing over there as is still not going to speak because she still doesn't know what that is but she's she's probably going to be ready with her axe just in case she suddenly turns a corner and there's something there but otherwise she's just going to keep making her careful way uh, Zoff doesn't say anything because he knows dark vision is the only possible advantage he has in which case, I am going to jump to Cell. Hello! Last thing you saw was a uh, big hand yeah. reaching into the firelight and basically saying the equivalent of yeah. shush with a yeah, hand yeah, wave. Yeah. And then Cell was like, ah, friendly quad. Uh, 
hey, uh, do, do you understand English? Uh, and then runs through five of all the other languages, Draco- you know, draconic, indraconic, Japanese, uh, all the... A, a face comes within the firelight, but it's not really looking at you, it's looking elsewhere, and then it just goes, you need to lose the light. Oh, uh, okay, that's not scary at all. Uh, what, what, okay... The face comes brighter into focus. It appears to be an aged, to your eye, probably half-ogre. Right. They appear to be quite quite grizzled. Mm. Very large build, even for half-ogre. And they appear to have a shaved head. Mm -hmm. Quite messily shaved. And they appear to be wearing, yeah, Western European garb that is utterly filthy, but seems very serviceable. So, like... A a coat that's quite tight-fitting, leather, and, Mm. you know, so on. And he's wearing gloves on the other hand, and he's putting a glove on the first hand that sort of reached out. He appears, this is going to sound odd, appears to have a comparatively kindly face, despite Mm. the uh, very, very large, like, this is as big as a creature can realistically Mm. get before they start having, you know, magical qualities, effectively. Okay, so... You know what? I'm I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to make a decision to trust you, because um, I like your eyes. The creature looks concerned at you for a moment. But, uh, yeah. It happened again, didn't it, Cell? Oh, okay. I'm going to call that a sinking feeling. Okay. One moment. The creature pulls a, uh, a note, like an envelope, puts it on the floor in front of you, and then backs away, trying to show, look, I'm not aggressive or anything. Okay. And I, I need to keep the light on to read this, but then, okay, what's on the note? So you open the envelope. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You recognise your own handwriting, mm. and it says it's effectively a bullet-pointed, itemised list of useful contextual information. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. Point one. Yep. You have been exposed to obliviate uh, a form of obliviate moss. Right. Number two, you are experiencing severe but temporary memory loss. Okay. Number three, I know this is true. I'm the one that did the research. (laughs) Right. Number four, this is Greg. Greg's pretty cool. Okay, cool. Number six, no sign of the others yet. Mm. Number seven, if all of this is news to you, I'd listen to Greg. (laughs) Well... Oh, and it has your signature at the bottom. Right. Right. Well, great to meet you again. Cell buries the torch in the ground, you know? Like, presumably, since, as you have said, the ground is damp and industrial uh, as wet mud. Yeah, it's not not especially difficult to do. I'm not going to set everywhere on fire. Anyway, puts the torch out. Drag then passes you um, what appears... He's, like, guiding your hand to it. Mm-hmm. Feels like a hooded lantern of some kind, something that's going to give you way better direction for light and blah, 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 blah. And then you see it, hear him picking up the letter and put it back in the envelope and pocketing it again. Right, so, um, where now? Uh, we should do this again at the inn. All right, yeah, that that, that seemed like a, lo- a nice place. Um, So, yeah, we, you know, what do you do? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Shall we jump out of RP for a moment Mm -hmm. and I can give you some uh, gentle chatter as you're walking back to the inn. Mm. Greg more or less keeps giving short answers and says try not to talk too loudly. Mm -hmm. The only reason I'm not RPing it is because a lot of this is going to be straightforward stuff. It's like, hello, I am Greg. Hi, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an other Londoner 
which is where you are. Okay, cool. Yep. Avoid loud noises and bright lights. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Food's waiting back at the inn. Oh, nice. Nice. And he'll tell you more there. Cool. There's one thing that Sel will ask. How long have I been here? Um, I know you've been here about three days. Okay. Cool. Right. Did did I seem like I was very hungry or lost before that? Did it seem like I... Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Well, confused, but you were looking for your friends. Right, right. I just, you know, it's, it's you know, was I bouncing around for six months before? I, I, don't, I, I think it's unlikely I would have lasted that long. I would have known. Yeah, yeah. You seem, you seem very on it, Greg. Ah... Uh, it's cool. Have, yeah. have we got any? Have we got any games we play to pass the time? Poetry. Oh, lovely! He takes a moment, closes his eyes, and screws up his face. You can see little bits of it through the lantern as he's leading you away. Mm. And then he just starts. Uh, I'm curious. Does Cell have any kind of experience in this, or is this just going to be coming new? If you just mean poetry that we're writing as a as an improv I mean, game. I mean, no, no, no. I mean po- actual poetry, like. Uh, yes. Is Cell very, very experienced in the literary field? I do not think they are very, very experienced, but they will have a couple of things. Like there will be perhaps some elvish poems that their mother drilled into them to learn reluctantly as a child in a rather failed kind of attempt to get them to connect with their mother's kind of culture. Then there might be some funny and romantic ones that uh, they shared in several different languages with uh, first their uh, their fiancé from their youth and their husband. You can you can choose between knowledge local, knowledge history or linguistics. Linguistics. Okay. No, history. History. Yes, okay. history. Okay, give, give, cool. give me the roll. Okay, okay, I can do this. 27. 27. Oh! Sell knows some good poems. I'll start reading the poem. Mm-hmm. If you, Lydia, recognise the poem, you know everything about it. If you don't, I'll give you some limited facts. Okay. Just as he's wandering along, and at some point I think during the recitation of this you might hear a distant... But, you know, he doesn't seem to react too much. Mm-hmm. So we'll go no more a-roving. So late into the night, though the heart be still as loving, and the moon be still as bright... For the sword outwears its sheath, and the soul wears out the breast, and the heart must pause to breathe, and love itself have rest. Though the night was made for loving, and the day returns too soon, yet will go no more a-roving by the light of the moon. I, I do not know that poem, but I just need listeners to know that that. Alex has done no editing on his voice. Yeah. That's just what he sounds like. Well, we don't know that. Poems. Hey, he might edit it later. Yeah. <laughs> I Could mean, you it, make it more? The voice is very impressive. Yeah. I mean, obviously. <laughs> uh, Greg, Greg is never edited. But Greg has no effects. Um. You recognise it as from the Western European tradition. Mm. You recognise it as a very recent style. Mm. Based on your knowledge, you think it's probably probably a living poet and um, though you're not familiar with this specific poet right yeah i mean you know out of character i'm gonna like it's probably gonna be a poet we've met yeah. isn't it yeah well, so, i thought byron thought, out of a bit of narrative irony but i don't know yeah, the poem. it doesn't sound like him it's not it's not like pompous enough mm. but 
maybe he accidentally wasn't pompous in some. Uh, right, yes. Well, anyway, Cell has a lovely time humming along. I'm going to say you make your way back to the inn then and mm. rejoin everyone else. Sorry, as in everyone. I will rejoin yeah, everyone right. else, not that you rejoin everyone else. Oh, yeah, I thought we'd save some time You know, because they're Just... all dead, so that would be really weird. Yeah. I... Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, in another plane. So, jumping back to the marketplace, there is a particularly loud... And then uh, one of those creatures steps out into the marketplace at a very, very high walkway, like up and up and up and away, but enough of the light gives out that it suddenly is shining quite a bright light across the room. All of you simultaneously become aware of each other, converging at opposite ends of the market to one another. I'm going to, for the sake of my of narrative, say you all go still for a second. Yeah. But the bright, the sudden bright light just warmth filling the room from up top for a moment just exposes you all creeping towards one another. I guess I'll point at the thing and kind of give a where gesture <laughs> and then probably a shake of the head. Azu is going to try and gesture to like stop. Yeah, yeah. Hammer just holds a finger up and is staying as still as possible. Yeah, yeah I, I mimic them. If you're all staying still, it starts navigating the walkway for a moment, and then it reaches the end of the walkway and just starts navigating the side of the wall <gasps> as easily, seemingly flawlessly. And then well, it literally crawls flawlessly, its way. there's no... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it, it navigates its way through, at first, what looks to be a solid wall. Mm. And then you can see what's happening is it's actually very, very dense piping and so on, and it seems to be what's peculiar, flexing it out of the way as if moving through vines, solid metal. Oh, my God. Ah. And then disappears through that dense intricacy. The things stay bent. So then it it disappears through as close a solid wall as makes no difference, leaving you all back into pitch darkness. Zolf? Zolf? I'm not going to say anything until we're closer. (laughs) Okay, Azu is going to start moving towards Zolf then. It is easy to navigate towards one another once you're aware that there's someone else in the space. Just, you know, a light little tap here, a little scratch there. It's, it's enough to home in on one another comparatively easily. Okay. Where's Cell? Don't know. Right. I haven't seen them. Okay. Then we go look for them. Yeah, absolutely. Where have you come from? A tunnel up there. Right. Hamid points in hopefully the right direction. <laughs> No, you're, yeah, yeah, you're, it's been a, a pretty much a straight shot, so it's quite easy to do, that's fine. Right, I came from that way, so let's go another way. Okay. Okay. At which point, Hamid, you receive another sending. We'll convene your party soon. Avoid lights. You have friends here. And I'll take a break there. That seems a nice, chill <sighs> Yeah, it's cool, moment. not terrifying at oh, all. Oh, Alex... I don't know what you mean. I gave you like the nicest, gentlest welcome ever. <laughs> yeah, so having a great time. You've got nice, gentle faces, but we'll talk about that over the break. <laughs> Hello. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everyone. Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Cryptids, a podcast on the RQ network. Cryptids is a horror science fiction podcast filled with mystery. Follow Eve, a hospice nurse, and Trevor, a conspiracy radio show host, who are drawn together by mysterious forces. The pair go in search of an answer to the unanswerable question, what happens after we die? Along the way, Eve and Trevor meet monsters, aliens, and the ultimate Grim Reaper. Cryptids, with its award-winning sound design, has been named one of the creepiest podcasts out there by Nerdist and Geek. Search for Cryptids, spelt C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or go to www.rustyquill.com or www.cryptidspodcast.com to find out more. Have fun and enjoy the show. And welcome back. I am going to use that creepy moment to jump across to Cell. Hey! I'm going to say that you have made it back to the inn. Mm-hmm. As you do so, Greg sets up a few more perimeter traps and so on, steps inside, locks it up, and then sets two in the kitchen through the back doorway. He encourages you to, you know, uh, take a seat. Yeah. I just, I just, I just have sure a couple of a, a couple of questions. Up, just I, I know I, I, I probably would have would have written it down if it was really a big thing, but like, what if I've been. Up, up to in the last few days and I noticed that like the traps you've made the traps you sh- like often I would make the traps was there a reason was I unwell why did I not make the traps I'm really worried That's about okay. past me yeah. help me with the cooking oh 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 okay okay Greg basically sets to some of the pots and pans in the kitchen and starts a little small like effectively lighting up the uh, oven mm-hmm. and so on and then effectively again I'm not going to RP all of it mm-hmm. it pretty much comes in at you were found by mm-hmm. Greg in what he calls, like, memory moss, like a big old patch of moss-type stuff. Mm. Incapacitated. He dragged you from there. The long-term effects of that, this is a moss that you, like, you've heard it by that name before. Mm. It, it does scan. It'll, it can knock you out, and then it'll leave your memories a little bit patchy for a couple of days. Okay. In those two days, basically, Greg has been assisting you to cast ever-wider search patterns for your group. Right. With no sign of them so far. 
<laughs> and the traps are because this is one of a few bolt holes that Greg has. So so I've made some traps elsewhere. I didn't just leave you to make all the traps. That, that seems I, I'm going to jump in the RP from here and go... Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, you're way better at traps than me. But oh, no, that's that's not is, what I was trying to say. This it's is just, the first you know, time we've slept here, which makes sense oh, why your memory might Right, okay, okay. Might reset. That makes some sense. I, I, it wasn't that I think I'm, I'm better. It's just that I, I you know, no, usually you I would are. help. And so if, no, I, if I didn't, you know... Like, my, my traps are shocking. <laughs> well, you know, mine are uh, often yeah, as well, but literally... Are shocking literally, yes. <laughs> literally shocking. <laughs> right, okay. Well, I... I Ah, I'm, I'm glad I wrote that note. I'm, I'm glad I wrote that note. That's um, that's good. Uh, so I seem oh. to have covered all the relevant. I do have some news. Oh, what? Something's happening. The uh, well, the monsters—they're uh, active. Oh. So someone's down here. Oh, I I know. I don't want to ask you to to put yourself at risk by f- following them around. Um, but I I actually I I think I might go straight straight away. And because if they're trying to find uh, someone that might be my friends if there has been three days right i just realized mm-hmm. so would have told greg the names yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so greg knows greg knows zolf and hamid no greg met zolf and hamid and served them a pie a few years ago Ah, uh, okay okay <laughs> greg knows sasha very well but i mean when you say no you know what actually you're right because i was gonna say but it was quite an eventful day but we what from what we know about greg's life Every day it's is just quite not. an eventful day. <laughs> I'm, I'm, real, I'm real sorry. If Sasha was yeah. here, it'd be like, hey! Yeah. Sasha's not. Hamid helped him invent quiche. Does that mean nothing to Greg? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, that is actually a big point. That is a genuinely relevant plot point. That is a relevant <laughs> plot point that I've already accounted for. Ooh. <laughs> Always thinking. Always. Always thinking. Greg might just be terrible at names. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you mean quiche boy. Yes. <laughs> so I am going to jump back into RP for one moment, sure. which is... Um, I'm actually due a uh, briefing today anyway. Um, it's likely that they'll know more. Oh, okay, but I, I just... I I think I should go, like, right right now because they could, they could be in a fight right now and they could have dropped into some moss and not know where they are. And then if they've dropped into some moss and don't, like, remember how to use a sword, uh, that could be a problem. I just checked the moss. Okay, okay, all right. If you want to look, you can, but... No, no, I trust you, I trust you, Greg. Uh, that's... I... You're right, I shouldn't just shoot off and do things impulsively. That, uh... You know, it's got me into... But then not doing it has also got me into trouble. It's hard not to get into trouble in life, isn't it? At least I've always found it so... How about I just sit here, stop being... It's, it's because, you know, losing your memory, it, it leaves you a little un, unmoored. Mm. Are we underwater? This is, like, cell, cell's yeah, yeah, yeah. not... Yeah, cell's going to be cell. Uh, yeah, so while. Greg is basically happy to provide a bunch more context. I'm going to do a little bit of a cheat here, though, mm-hmm. as a GM, mm. and say I'm deliberately holding back... Greg giving a complete explanation of every mm. single thing that has happened while you've been gone mm. and while people have been gone because then I'm going to be repeating it so I'll yeah. be open and say there's a GM fudge going which is everyone will get answers together because otherwise okay. I'm doing it four or five times in a row trust you on that thank you for the clarity in terms of the rest of the party then 
So, you have received your sending and you have managed to evade horrible beasties up to now. What's the plan? Where are you going? Uh, I mean, so, firstly, Hamid will have responded to that sending with something like, what, where, you still haven't told me who you are. And then he will have explained to Zolf that he's now received two sendings from this mysterious voice, which have contained advice to avoid the light, which makes sense, but is also a bit confusing and scary. Uh, all right. Well, if you're lost and you want someone to find you, you stay put. Hmm. The monsters seem to hunt by sound, so it does seem like the safest thing to do is stay still. It helps you stay quiet. Right. But probably the best idea we've got now. Do you think they've got Cell? Or Skrark or <gasps> Oscar? Wild. I mean, if they've got an infrastructure enough to spend send sendings, you know, they... they what did they say? They would convene our party soon? That we oh, have friends here. Sounds like they've got more people. They're if the they... best information we got, so let's get found by them. Yeah, if, if we know, if they know where we are, which they don't necessarily have to to send a sending, but they might have other ways to find Probably us. Probably would have mentioned that if they couldn't find us. <laughs> okay, it, are you all right, Zolf? Where did you? You're very wet, Zolf. Yeah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> 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 Don't worry about it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll sit down. <laughs> this is absolutely fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> I am going to do a bit of a mucky GM, like, top-level <laughs> stuff here, which is after about an hour or so, as Greg said, Greg starts sort of packing up to um, head out for this briefing, effectively, and is encouraging you to do the same and so on. Oh, do I go to the briefings too? I... Uh, it hasn't happened before. This oh. is the first one since you got here. Okay, okay. Cool, grand. Uh, it's, yes. it's good news. They wouldn't call for one unless something had happened. Oh! It might be, it might be your, uh, your, uh, Az, uh, Azu and, uh, and then Hamid and that being here. Oh, uh, you know, and Wild and Skrark and, and the... Oh, yeah, all of them. It's a lot of, it's a lot of them. Ah! Well, I don't really have that much to pack. Unless I do. Have I, like... Did I, like, get <laughs> furniture in the last few days? I don't... <laughs> I, am, I am going to basically say, with your permission, Lid, mm-hmm. that uh, Greg is going to be leading you to this this briefing, effectively. Yep. This this sounds good, yes. Cell uh, has told themselves to trust Greg, and thus they will. In terms of the rest of the party, can everyone please give me a perception check? Yes. 28. 20. Not natural. 16. Zolf, you notice others do not. There is a slightly distant tapping. It appear, It doesn't appear to be the clicking of the monsters or anything like that. It's someone or something basically bashing a bit of metal against another. Very light, but it's just a... Ding, 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 ding. Huh. Got some rhythmic tapping. Don't sound like those things. Probably sounds like someone... I don't know if that's a lure, so just keep your ears open. Let's, yeah, let's see if we hear it again. Suddenly something comes flying out of the uh, darkness beyond the range of your dark vision. It's a paper aeroplane. <laughs> oh, grand. Does it land near us? Yes. 
it seems to have been thrown from outside the range of your dark vision to land within the range of your dark vision. That's a well constructed aeroplane. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's a that's a good a sixty foot throw. <laughs> that, that's approaching world record. They took ten. Ah, okay. I mean, also to be fair, it could have been a ten foot throw as long as it was sixty five foot to fifty five I mean, foot. I mean, I haven't clarified scale. It could be a forty foot paper aeroplane. That's <laughs> true. Just crashes through the market stalls and kills us it all. Could be a magical paper aeroplane. Ooh, it's true. Yeah. Would you like to find out? There's a spell for that. <laughs> I will like creep over and carefully unfold it. What's that? What's there? You recognise Wild's handwriting. <gasps> Yay! What does it say? So good you could join us. <laughs> oh, he's all right then. <laughs> We're waiting at Barrett's. If you remember the way, the answer is no. Got some unusual friends. And then, like, all caps, underlined and bold-lined, don't freak out. I'll mumble in my breath, when was I going to freak out? <laughs> uh, I will crawl back and show the show, well, Azu the letter and say to Hamid, it's from Wild. he wants us to go to Barrett's old place, but I don't know where that is. Do you? Um, no, I don't think so. I, we might be able to work it out. I remember... I mean, I remember some of this area from when we were here last, and for me it was only... Ding, 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 from the direction the paper airplane was thrown. For me it was only, uh, well, three or four months ago, not longer like for you. Okay, is that a yes or a no? Ish. (laughs) Brilliant, so, right, fine. Which way is it? Point in a direction. Well, I can't see, so All right, so you don't know. Okay, fine, look. In which case, sounds like you don't know... So what I mean is, we should probably go towards the sounds and where this paper airplane came from. Sure. Is he that or sit here? Because I ain't wandering around getting lost looking for Barrett's bloody house. I'm saying if I had some light, I could probably figure it out, but I can't be certain I know exactly where to go, Zolf. Why don't we just go towards the sounds since we don't know? Yeah. That's, that's just... That yeah, seems like sounds, a perfect like decision. All right. all right, boys. I have to rely on the two of you right now. Don't worry. We'll be all right. Climb on Azu's back so you don't bump into something. Okay. Does Azu get a say in that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Zolf doesn't ask, so... Do you head towards the tapping? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You make it towards the tapping, and just when you kind of start to slow and start to maybe veer off in a direction, you get a fresh ding, 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 and it seems to be literally just marking a route for you to take. At no point does anyone enter within your sight range. At some point, Azu's going to start like doing dink, 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 dink back with like her armor, just to be like, we're coming. <laughs> sure, but for what it's worth, it's it seems to be a system that seems to be quite easy to maintain. Bink, 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 and then yeah, basically leading you via these pings very quickly leads you to the edge of the market then down into a, a comparatively like larger thoroughfare and so on and leading you out of sort of this area and then I'm going to skip ahead to very quickly you are led to what's left of the Barrett compound. Hmm. The uh, larger walls are still there. Obviously there's no guards this time. The gate stands closed but unlocked and you can basically you hear the last tapping within the actual uh, perimeter of that building. So is this it? Everyone, please give me a perception check. 21. 23. Should I actually roll? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you've got, like, four of the senses. Set 17. <laughs> I taste an enemy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Something large is moving closer towards you from outside of the perimeter. It is not clicking. It is the sound of something large moving quietly. Fine. At least personally. Yeah, it's all good. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess so, I think. And I'll go in. Okay. As you trust Solf, she also goes in with Hamid. In which case, then, I'm going to jump to Sel and Grag. Mm-hmm. You make your way comparatively easy. You notice at one point a couple of odd turns, and then Grag just kind of points down one corridor and goes, Beasties. And then ah, uh, right. keeps bringing along and then quite quickly leads you to the exterior of a yeah some large compound effectively Hmm. and gestures for you to head in through the gate oh this looks very defensible (laughs) not at all ominous cool greg closes the gates behind and follows in at which point as you head in through the gate and head towards the main entry of the sort of almost like pseudo manor you remember Mm. barrett's place which is like half fortress half manor all underground um and as you're heading towards, you see some very familiar silhouettes standing in the doorway. And hey. obviously for the rest of the party, you see an approaching lantern light with a very, very narrow focus beam approaching. So you maybe realise that it's cell a little bit later because of the lighting. But nonetheless, you will find yourself at the doorstep at exactly the same time, more or less. Oh. Hey, buddy! Oh my God, oh, so glad you're you all right. Okay? Mostly fine. I, you, okay. Cell is accompanied wild. by possibly the largest... I made a friend. Humanoid you've ever seen, uh, Azu. I give Sal a huge hug. Aww. Aww. Oh, hey, Greg. <laughs> oh, Greg, it's so good to see you again. Oh, friends of Sasha's, you served us once. Oh, right, yeah. We, we, we made quiche together. We? I'm pretty certain I invented yeah, quiche. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, I think I have to end the episode. Yes, good. Everyone connected. This is what happens when you have to leap across the entire rity of <laughs> existence and the world and skip huge chunks of story. It takes a while to reconvene you. Ha <laughs> ha! It's done. Yeah. End of campaign, Well right? done. We're very proud. Mm. Yes, we have a tea party at Barrett's and everything is yes. fine and we're done. <laughs> yeah, last, last time we were here, everything was fine. I'm sure it'll be just as good the second time. <laughs> they all have lemonade. Greg and Brutor have got it sorted. <laughs> I... <laughs> Yes, we meet, we meet every remaining alive, helpful NPC in this one <laughs> yeah. place. Turns out they're all there. <laughs> I look forward to the Gragtor tag on AO3. <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled Woe period Begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. 
God. Okay, on that, I am going to close it and we'll come back next week. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.